Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space, I know it's free. I owe myself the world, they tried to count me out. I've been down some dark roads, they tried to pound me out. From cloudy to sunny, ain't think that I would make it out. I needed positive emotions to fill me out. Hey everyone, I am back again. Yvette Lloyd, Life Hurt Podcast. I have an amazing guest with me tonight and you guys are going to love this conversation. Yes, it is a conversation because we are going to be sitting here having us amazing girl talk. And Lena Kennedy is with us. Hey, Lena. Hey, Beth. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. I don't know if anybody knows how gorgeous your smile is, but I'm going to let them know right here, right now. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yours is too. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, I want to congratulate you on releasing so much baggage that you could have been holding on for so many years of your life. So I do want to congratulate you on that because that takes a huge, huge responsibility for you to do something such of like that. Yeah, thank you. And I I wish everybody would take these words from you right now, because I don't know why people hang on to things that don't do them well, not to their health, not to their wealth, not to their their spirituality. You know, why would you hang on? Yes. You know, what is a reason that you feel like people do hang on to things? Fear, fear of change fear of the unknown. And, and I fear more not knowing what could be Me than too. knowing where I am. See, but that's why we're here chatting, girl. That's <laughs> oh, you know, it's so crazy. My mom used to get so mad at me when I was a young girl. Once I hit 18, I started driving. So I was traveling, going everywhere. I didn't have no kids. I was living my best life. My mom said, like, you're dangerous. You're always doing this and that. But I was doing things that I was afraid of doing because I saw everyone surrounding me not taking that leap of faith on Mm -hmm. something that they like. So I just always been a different child, as she say. The black sheep of the family is what I get called. Yes, ma'am. Yes. The one that stands out. Not because we want to stand out. Just we stand out because we are who we are. That's it. Yes. I don't want all the attention and think, but I just want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And if that's selfish, well, it got me to where I am today with two strong daughters, a son with gave me four beautiful grandchildren and and partners all over the world in my business. So what can I say? You know, stand out, be you. (laughs) Everybody has all the, the, all the sayings today, you know, like be your best self. Well, guess what? They're all correct. They're all exactly what we should do if you want you can change your mind change a situation you know the old one if you don't mind it it doesn't matter so mind your thoughts carefully guys you got to think about that one for a minute because it's it's really our entity if you don't mind it you know they say if you want to manifest something if you want something to happen manifest it like sit there think it feel it taste it well i've been doing that before the secret book ever came out I have a good story about those people too, because I just live it. I'd be on my exercise bike, like 25 miles in the morning, you know, exercise bike. And I'd be dreaming like, well, I, I, 
we didn't have all the TV we have today. Okay, first of all, <laughs> maybe like yes. five stations. So I'd be doing it and I'd be creating like a movie in my head. I was doing that when I was a kid. So I believe in manifestation, if you want to call it that, you know, just feel it, see yes. it, feel it, taste it. Yes. So, and don't be afraid. Just, I don't know, it's so easy. I, I wish I could just tell people it's really not oh difficult. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So with you being where you at today, we're going to get to that. So tell me a little bit more about your upbringing, who you were before you came this amazing, successful woman today. Okay. Well, that's an interesting way of putting it. So I came from a very, very poor family, alcoholic father, sexually abused. I have a lot of stories in my book about things like that. Not, not, not sensationalized though. I do, I, you'll, one thing about my book is I don't sensationalize where I think people will really like reading that. No, the story is just told in a very pragmatic, true, heartfelt way. But I did grow up on the wrong side of the tracks. We called it in my hometown, small, very industrial, you know, factory worker hometown. And we were on the wrong side of the tracks for real, literally. <laughs> there were tracks. I still had a lot of good friends, you know. But being on the wrong side of the track, a lot of the families, the parents really didn't want me to hang out, you know, like don't hang out, you know, Lena comes from or Lena is, but I never let that bother me because I always, like, even when I would ride my exercise, not my, ride my bike down, down the streets as a child. And I always wanted to peek inside the homes, you know, when the curtains were open and I didn't want to look at the people. I just wanted to see what their house situation was like and so on. And then I always felt, and I swear to God, I still feel that way today. I never wanted that white picket fence. I thought it was so restrictive. I wanted the world to be my backyard. Wow. And I made it my backyard. Like literally, I've lived everywhere and I still travel everywhere. And we have, when I say I have partners, more like I have friends that are my partners, you know, my partners became friends everywhere. So the right. world is my backyard. So I don't see, I don't see limitations. I don't put limitations on myself. It's it's just so much to share. Like we, we could sit here and talk all night long. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many stories. <laughs> wow. So even back then when your father was an alcoholic, what was the mindset you had as a child? Because it's very traumatizing. And then as you grow up, you may be on pins and needles, don't want to date a guy that's maybe an alcoholic or you deal with certain things that you just void. So how did you find time to think about things as a child and as you grow up healing from it? So my father joined AA when I was 11. I remember because we moved into, finally, we, my parents bought a house on the run other side of the tracks on the wrong side, but still they bought a house. It was the first house we owned, right? We were four children, three brothers I have, and we always slept in one bedroom and that's all they could afford, right? Really tiny, tiny apartments. But anyway, I remember like, wow, we're moving into a house and I don't know, dad joined this Alcoholics Anonymous thing and uh, didn't really quite understand it back then. But out of everyone in my family, I supported my mother supporting my father. Okay. And so... So at the age of 11, I would go on Sundays, I would go to the AA meetings. Of course, my father was going every night. Um, what, what, what a triumph for him, though. He never, ever went back. And, and he became, just a sidestep from it, he became our city, like somebody really well recognized in the AA family as somebody who was always there for anyone who needed a hand. He became that person, right? And then he quit smoking 
and then he quit Pepsi because it was always one addiction after another, right. <laughs> but not as not as damaging to us as the alcohol was. So from supporting him in the AA every Sunday, I started. This was the greatest gift to me, you know. So there's a reason all these things happen on our journey, and if you have your eyes open and you understand that, you start to be able to appreciate everything. Give gratitude for everything because you don't know exactly where it's going to lead you, but it's, it's always for a good reason. So the AA factor, I loved it so much, showed me that anybody can fall from grace, really. There were like doctors and lawyers and priests and all kinds of people. I listened to their stories. I'm a child in there listening to these men and women open up and talk about their traumas, their trials and tribulations and, and how they overcame and how much they lost, like how many of them lost their families and lost their jobs or lost their business or wow. And so I think that really opened my eyes to anything can happen to anyone and money is not all that. You know, yeah. I like money. I love money. I, I enjoy with the freedom money and the things I could do with it and help others. And I donate and do all the wonderful things that we should do if we're blessed with finances, right? And, and back then it just showed me that it's not about the money. It's about the integrity of every person. Mm -hmm. And when I listened to these stories, it gave me strength. So when my friends were getting into drugs and alcohol, because, you know, everybody does somewhere in their line, I was backing up from it, you know, backing off because I didn't want, and I went to children's, like a teenager's meetings as well, and listened to teenager stories as I was becoming a teenager. Wow. So it kind of like gives me more insight. So I didn't, I, I didn't want to date anybody who was a, a druggie or an alcoholic. This, this, I still, to this day, I won't do that. I see the signs very clearly. In example, I went on one date. It was a, maybe five years ago. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, he says, do you mind if we stop off at my house for a minute? I said, sure, sure. Cute little village he was living in here, not far from me. And uh, we went in and he said, you want a glass of wine? I said, sure, let's have one before we go for dinner. Swear to God. You know, he's pouring a glass. Oh, no, just that much. Because I, you see this? I never put more than that. I'm just a, a sipper. Right. <laughs> and right. Uh, he poured a drink, a water glass, a drinking glass full. I went in my mind, yeah, that'll be the last time you ever see me, buddy. Oh, wow. <laughs> he didn't get drunk on it. But if you can guzzle, a, a pour a glass of wine, a water glass full and drink that. Like your mm -hmm. beer. Your liver is gone. <laughs> Your bladder's going to die. You're gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm not into that. But anyway, it didn't stop me from meeting gentlemen that I've enjoyed in my life. I was married a very short period, six years out of my whole life, but much more careful. I, I don't have the big tolerance for men. Like it, nobody can pull the wool over my eyes. I, I, you know, I, I just see it so fast, so clear but I'm okay by myself. I am literally one of those people who is quite content. I have a full, beautiful life. I have wonderful children, wonderful grandchildren. I don't know that I'll ever retire. I already know what I will do once I retire. So I started a nonprofit organization for after. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm Lena talk a lot. I should have warned you. <laughs> no, no, no. You are fine. You are fine. Good Lord. Good Lord. So, so even like after the fact of your dad and you, obviously you grew up. So I saw that you were in a bad car accident and that you got on your knees and started praying and crying and you mm. saw it on TV 
and it motivated you for and the here spirit. I am today. Yes, for the that spirit. big prayer. It was a so it was a really bad car accident. I was laid up in the hospital for about three weeks, and then I had to. It was either I have surgery; they gave me a choice, or I stay in bed until my kidneys heal and the spleen and so on. And I vouched for, I, you know, I promised I would stay in bed. So they sent me home. I got scared because, you know, you're still peeing in a potty on a bed. You know, yeah. my hair was so, it, it had been like four weeks. My hair was so mad. You can see me. I know your viewers can't see me, but my hair is super curly. This is blow dried. And it was like blonde Diana Ross hair. And yeah. all of that got so matted for four weeks being in bed. Uh, thank God a good hairstylist friend of mine came over and did what he can to, we just cut it off. That's what we did. But, but anyway, I, I was really afraid because I couldn't go to work and I had, I had, I was raising my son by myself. He was like seven years old at the time. I cried myself to sleep. I couldn't even do my translation work because I, I just couldn't sit up. I couldn't, you know, there was just no energy on, you're on drugs and everything, you know, to heal and, and help you with the pain. So I literally fell asleep crying as God is my witness, fell asleep crying and begging for an answer. Will I be okay? Will I heal? What's going to, what's going to happen? How am I going to make money? And, you know, to, to take care of my bills and raise my son. And I fell asleep crying. I woke up the next morning, you know, like really crusty eyes. And, <laughs> and uh, I took the remote control. Thank God we were at least at the point where we had remote control because I could never walk to the TV. <laughs> and, <laughs> And uh, I was sleeping in the living room on a sofa bed. And anyway, turned the TV on. I did one click. So it came on and I did one click and I saw a yellow caption. It said, women inventors. I'm like, oh, what's this? Right. <laughs> and uh, and it was really cute because they had Miss Vicky chips. Do you know about Miss, Miss Vicky chips? They yeah. were the first kettle cooked chips, you know? Anyway, she had a great story where nobody, no banker, and I won't go into her story, but She's a success now. She went against everybody. All the bankers who told her, forget it. She went against everybody and made it. And then I saw what I am now. (laughs) I saw somebody doing hair removal with sugar. And that was the original Alexander. It was called Alexandria Body Sugaring Inc. I'm watching this. I'm going, what? What's this? Oh, interesting. And, but I'm looking at, okay. I, cause I would not, I would never get waxed. I was not into pain. I, I, you know, I was a shaver. I didn't, I was not into pain. I had some friends who would like do a little doobie and go for right. waxing. I said, what are you guys crazy? Just shave. That was me. The program ended. This is what I love about my angels. The program ended. And I'm like, what was the name? <laughs> I don't remember anything. Right. I just remembered it was in Toronto. So I called 411. I don't know if we have 411 today, but we had a back in literally 411. And the woman, 411, how can I help you? I said, oh my God, I just saw something on TV and I don't want you to hang up on me. Please tell me you're not going to. And I was crying, you know, I got to find them. Madame, oh, it's okay. Relax. It's okay. I'm here for you. 15 minutes it took. I said, well, it had to do with hair removal and it was using sugar. There's somewhere in Toronto. And she's looking and looking and she saw the word sugaring. She said, well, there's something here called Alexandria Body Show. I said, I think that's it. Oh, well, they're located right here. I go, oh my God, I used to live right around the corner. I know exactly where they are. So I got the number. I thanked her, but I wish I would have taken her name because I would just do something really special for her now. But maybe one day, six degrees of separation, somebody will read my book and say, hey, you used to work for 411. Mm -hmm. And and that was me. You never know what the magic can happen. 
So right. So so the rest is history. I called them, and uh, the woman hadn't returned yet to the office. So I spoke to her receptionist, and I said, "Please let them know that I have an idea that will make us a lot of money. Just just let them know that I I I think this is could be a very very big thing." The gentleman called me, and he said, "Can you come down for a meeting?" I said, "Sure." Now I'm not supposed to be out of bed. Oh yeah. All right. How about this was like a Monday, Tuesday, whatever, and and you know. Thursday, Friday, whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. Now I have no car. I'm not allowed out of bed. So I rent a car and I strap myself all the way down, my whole torso, excuse me, because the pain, every bone was either fractured or broken. It was really horrendous accident. And I took some pain pills and off I drove for an hour and a half to Toronto to this meeting. Oh, wow. Got to the meeting. I asked a friend of mine, from Toronto to meet me there. She does waxing herself and she's like the most brutally, without any couth, honest person I know. That's what I needed because I know nothing about hair removal. So she came with me and they did my thigh and I cursed. I said, are you crazy? I can't do this. This freaking really hurts. Now I know why my thigh hair hurt. It was more like velis. I won't go into that, but now I know why. So my friend said, I, I said to her, what, her name was Franca. I said, Franca, what's the worst part you get waxed on your body? The bikini? She goes, no, my upper lip is the worst. Uh, okay, do her upper lip. <laughs> I'm a good friend, right? <laughs> I said to her, do her upper lip. She did her upper lip and I'm like, my God, you're so red. She goes, no, Lee, you don't understand. When I wax, I'm like a baboon. I felt nothing. Ah, really? She goes, no, really? I go, she, she said it like this, so you can beep it, bleep it or whatever. She goes, Lee, I don't know if you can shorten my name anymore, but she did. Lee, you got to fucking do this. <laughs> I swear to God, that was 1991. I have never looked back since. And the journey has been the most frightening roller coaster ride. And then other times where you're like, you can put your arms on the <laughs> and then other times, oh my God, put your head between your legs, which I have on roller coasters because they're so scared. But I, I made it. Wow. It was a prayer that was answered. Who am I not to continue with the gift I got? You know what's so amazing about it is a lot of times people pray, but they don't pay attention. So what is so amazing about that is that you prayed about something you were passionate about it when you were praying for it and it went to your gut. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you noticed the signs that God was trying to show you and you literally, you basically surrendered to him and let him guide Absolutely. you. And but that you is, should. If you're yes. yes. And that's so hard for people to do because of the different situations that they be in in their personal life and they don't understand about that surrender into him for you to be able to receive those blessings and see the blessings like literally right in front of your face and they yeah. just don't notice it and I'm so happy that you took that and you literally ran with it and now you have a multi-million dollar company. Yes. And it doesn't take me long to accept what comes anymore. Like I've become, you know, that comes with experience and understanding, you know, knock, knock, open the door. 
don't shut it. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's asking, take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That is so amazing. So when was that first step? Cause I know you used your settlement to basically just have a kickoff with your company. What was that first moment when you was making your first sale? Oh my God. So that was such a small settlement, by the way. It's like, talk about a gift because in January, 1991 in Ontario, Canada, it was the, we called it the black zone of insurance. There were no more lawsuits of only that month. And my accident was January 21st. (laughs) So I was not allowed to sue for these damages. So they only gave me a small $10,000 compensation for some of the wages I had lost. Right. Wow. So it was a sad situation for me, but I was gifted something more that, you know, I, I was able to run with. But the first year in my business, I, I did so well for myself. I, I worked many hours, like I worked like uh, seven days a week, you know, early morning till late night. And then I was training people. So I, I think my first year, it's the most money I ever made in my life. I, I cleared a hundred thousand dollars. That's wow. 32 years ago. But I hustled. But that shows you, I believed in this product so much. It was not what it is today. It was because I ended up buying out the company in 19. So I joined in 1991 as a distributor. Okay. I bought my first territory and then I bought a second one. And then they tried to take everything back from me. The the story tells you everything in the book. I'm very, very candid because I was the only distributor they had that was actually very successful. So they wanted the money for themselves. And I fought them tooth and nail. I bet you did. It, it all paid off. And then a week after I dropped my first daughter, <laughs> a week after I had her, I, I gave birth to her, I received a call from the owner, one of the owners and says, Lena, why didn't you give us like a proposal? And I said, proposal? He goes, yeah, we asked all yeah, our Canadian distributors to give us a proposal to buy out the, you know, international, it wasn't very international. It's mostly like maybe a couple of places in the States and some Canada. The sales were very low, very, very low. That I can see why they wanted my distribution. I said, I didn't know. I was the only person who hadn't received it. So he um, told me what they're looking for. And I sent it overnight. I worked all night and I sent it overnight, couriered so that they would receive it incognito. And they liked my proposal and they accepted and said, could you tell us who you are? I'm like, hey, it's me, Lena. <laughs> And I found out when everybody found out it was me, uh, almost everyone said, okay, if anyone's going to be able to take this company somewhere, it's going to be Lena. So that was good. And then the following year, one week after I gave birth to my second daughter, I took over manufacturing. That's when I canned all the products. I reformulated everything. Now we're like vegan, gluten-free. We're we're really, really a very pristine manufacturer, really. Wow. It's a long learning. You know, a lot of people... You know, you started in 1991. So what difference do you see from back then from now? Because like everyone Mm. is starting a business. Everyone is into manufacturing. Everyone is just doing something right now. So what do you see as far as the difference of the marketing and everything? So, wow, the game has really changed for sure. I, I can't say that it's better or worse. It's just different that we have to get acclimated with and and go with it. The only thing I want to say is, and I have my two daughters, they're 27 and 28. My son's 43. It's like two different worlds. But going with the younger ones, right? I feel more sad for them because 
they're okay because number one, I'm their mother. <laughs> they have no choice. <laughs> right, but right. They're okay because one is in a company and, and she's getting her master's and she's doing so well in the company. And the other one took sugaring and opened her own little thing and she's doing well. But what I saw before they were able to get to where they are is I find there's a bigger struggle because there's this idealism that everybody can become a guru. Yes. And that is not a fact of life. And I want to cry when I talk about this because I can feel why so many people, our young children are depressed, why why they their expectations are not being met. Expectations, I use that word very clearly because it's too easy today. Everybody expects. Nobody looks at what they have to do. Yes. What they have there's a, has to be a drive. There has to be something from you. You know, it's a give and take. It's not, a, I expect. I feel so bad because social media has made it look like just because a few people made it big, they, and, and then they become an expert and they teach them, let me teach you how to be an expert. Now, I've told you how I do that. You go back and tell everybody how they can be an expert. And so who's going to do the freaking work? Right. Exactly. I thought the same thing because, you know, a lot of people like quit your nine to five and go and open a business. But understand, like people don't understand their position as far as their work ethics. People have to understand if you're a CEO, you're a CEO. If you're a president of a company, you're a president. If you're a treasurer, you're a treasurer. If you're a worker, that's what you're good at working. You're a worker. And a lot of times people get mixed up in it and think they could do that person's position and take over the things that they are doing, not knowing all the weight that you carry. Mm -hmm. thing oversee as far as running the company, dealing with multiple personalities, dealing with taxes, dealing with payroll, dealing, just a lot. There's just so much. And that's just it. So even if they have how many, I don't know how many stories you've read lately, like, you know, they think they're great influencers and then they're getting depressed and they, they, you know, and then they'll tell their, their followers, you know, I'm stepping back because I need to get my life back. And there's no balance. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I, I applaud anyone who wants to do their own business, but research first, do your research and know that you're going to have to put hard work, dedication. You're going to have to be resilient against so many other people who are going to want you to fail along yeah. with the government who wants your money before you make it and the accountants and, and the lawyers. Right. You know? Yeah. It's easy to get a, a patent or a copyright or trademarks. It's protecting it. That costs money. Yes. It you costs know, you can pay $10,000. Oh, look, I got all this. But the minute somebody starts using it, you want to fight it. And if you think you're going to fight, it's $50,000 up front if you want to go to court. So, yes. it, you know, th there's a lot of things people don't know. And, and building a sustainable business is not for everyone. Being employed by someone, there's no shame in that game at all. And standing up for your rights as an employee, that's why we have human resources, right? Like I'm learning more about human resource after 32 years because my daughter takes care of it. And she's like, a, uh, by the book, she knows everything. Whereas I'm just like, fly by my seat, you know, by the, pants, the seat of my pants. Uh, very French, sorry. Fly by the seat of my pants. And, but, you know, so she's brought another element. So it's every year we get stronger. So I don't look to go sky high. 
I looked at, we grow. Okay, let's push it down, push it down. Where can we clean up and solidify? Because now that's going to be solid to go to the next and then bring it back. And that's how I grow this way. Not that way. 32 yes. years resilience. I'm telling you a lot. Memories. A and, lot. That's so, a, and that's a lot of years of you enduring a lot. Mm, like yeah. you enduring a lot. And that's why you have a, a great gift of discernment of knowing how people are. You can feel their spirit and knowing personalities. A lot of people don't understand when you are a business owner, you get to meet so many people and you get to understand who people are. And sometimes you run into that same type of person more than once. <laughs> you, bet, you bet. Sometimes it's to teach you more lessons, what you have. Yes. And I, I'm open to that. Like, I'm so open to, okay, all right, what am I supposed to do here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. 100%. Yes. yes. And, it's, and it's a lot. Now, as far as you running your company and everything, so let our listeners know, like, where, where do your products be sold at? How can they find okay. it? So Alexandra Professional is a professional brand. So most of our, all our treatments are done in, in professional environments, salons and so on. And, and some are from solopreneurs because there's more solopreneurs in the beauty industry today than ever. And it's yeah. a problem. I feel bad for a lot of salon owners because they're the big investors. And anyway, it's, it's a situation, but you, you got to just flow with this because that's not going away. But we also have some, at, well, if they, they can go to alexandraprofessional.com, we have our retail items there also. And I'm going to tell you, anybody who knows me worldwide, if I say something is, it is, I will not represent a trend here today, gone tomorrow just to make money. I've not done that. And I pray to God, I never do never say never. They say, so I hope I never do. But so far, I, I won't do that. Like there was a product years ago, um, all my distributors around the world, they're like, oh, Lena, make this for us. We'll sell it. Everybody wants it. It was, you're supposed to put it on after waxing or sugaring. And mm -hmm. it's supposed to help slow down the growth. It's bullshit. I work with some of the best specialists of the world for research in, in like the green, uh, the black forest in Germany, uh, like oil specialists, chemist specialists. I'm like, can you tell me? What can do this? You know, is there a plant? Is there a synthetic optical? Nothing. Nothing can do that. If you want aspirin, you can have a, a chemical derived aspirin, but that's not the healthiest thing to, to put to your skin. So I told my distributors, I'm sorry, I can't make it. But we could, okay, but I won't make it and I won't represent it. Nobody sold it. Wow. And we could have all made money. But yeah. I don't, it can't be just about that. So I think that's one of the reasons why we're a sustainable business. People trust us. You cannot be in business and don't kid yourself. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you believe in, what you're, what you're putting out there, what you're representing, it's still a people business. If exactly. you think you're going to grow without getting to know your customer or understanding them, you're in a dreamland. Yes, that is so true. Mm -hmm. Even what you like growing your company and everything, how is it being a woman dealing with so many men that's, that's well the table <laughs> so know your strengths is what i tell you know your strengths but my daughter always laughs at me because i always get the i'm learning about all the, diff, the different genders today like the names uh, in my time it was just uh male female gay that was it male female or you're gay whether you're a woman or, or, or a man 
So I would always say, she says, don't say that. <laughs> I would say, I, I always consider myself asexual. I still don't know what the real meaning is. But in my mind, asexual was when I'm doing business with anyone, a man or a woman, I'm never intimidated. I'll tell you why after. Remind me. Okay. Say Phil Donahue to me, and then I'll tell you. Uh, okay. So I would always have, like, so I would always be in a mindset of pure discussion. My energy was right on, spot on, and I would have the discussion. I never looked at myself as a man or a woman. So, you know, I, I, you don't see me like this, but I'm usually well-groomed, if you will, like nice suits or, you know, whatever, and little makeup on, not a lot. And so I'm always very presentable is what I should say, but I never think of myself as unattractive or attractive, female or male, only I'm me and I need to communicate. And only the energy will, will, will help the words be better communicated. And so that's my focus. So I've never really encountered, I've encountered arrogant men, but I've never had trouble putting them in their place because the only time they win is if you get intimidated. And I'm not intimidatable because I believe everyone is no better or no worse than I am. Yes, true. So that it's, I, I, I don't have any bad story. I've, oh, I can tell you stories about, you know, people trying to pick me up, <laughs> not, not physically, but, you know, like pickup lines as we're trying to do business, you know, it's, <laughs> I like that ring on your hand. Can you please make sure you say hi to your wife? For me? And I always make it funny or something funny, but like with a smile and let's go on so that they know I'm not offended because right. it was a different time for me. Like I wasn't offended because I, I'd be, oh, at least he thinks I'm attractive. Okay, but let's not cross that line because the line's very quick. So I never, I never made it trouble for me. You know, like I didn't have to cry and scream, sexual harassment. And I was sexually abused. I, I get it. I know what this shit is all about. But I also know sometimes we go too far right or too far left. And there is, well, okay, there is no in between sexual abuse physical abuse is 100% wrong so don't get my words wrong here but in the realm of working sometimes a little flirtation but that art is gone i'm sorry <laughs> that that art is gone but you know before you might say you know i don't know it's like all that fun is gone it was really harmless there was a time there, there are bad people in the world and we just we just took it so far, I, I probably yeah. got off track here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. How, how were you able to pick your battles? Oh, so the best advice I ever got in business, okay, my business battles, the best advice I ever got, and it was from a lawyer, and they make money from me, right? They said, well, Lena, let, let me ask you this. If you spend this kind of money to stop that person, what will you gain from it? But if you spend that money on a marketing program or something for sales, what will you gain from it? I'm like, okay, wow. I'm going to, I'm going to let this one go. And this is where, what this taught me is that not everything is always so pressing today. Cause my nickname, everybody, in my company knows, even my vendors know, uh, my, my suppliers, I'm the yesterday girl. If I'm calling, you should have sent something to me yesterday. So you better get ready to get it to me today. <laughs> right. So, but I learned that not everything is a hot moment, that it's okay to give time to time. And sometimes when somebody does something wrong to you, it's better, you know, there's an expression, I'm sure you've heard it, 
Revenge is best served cold. I don't like revenge though. But that, you know, there is that expression, revenge is best served cold. That just tells me, let everything go cold. So I may do something later, which is coming up, by the way, in another couple of years. But it's not in a vengeful way. It's to make things right and to show everybody who's trusted me that I was going to repair whatever damages somebody else did. And and it's coming. Patience. You You know what I've learned by being a business owner and being successful I've learned also, even though it's, you know, we have the good and the bad, the ugly that comes with it. But I love that it pisses people off that you are successful. Yes. And and it actually, it encouraged me to keep going because I'm like, wait a minute. So you're telling me if I love myself and I do good for myself, and I just keep conquering everything that God want me to do. And it makes you mad. I said, oh, I can get a hang of this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to love this. I'm just going to keep going. And it's keep a going. little juice, a little fuel injection. Of, yeah, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you that the closer the people are to you geographically, the less they want you to succeed. It's the oddest thing. Yes. Accepted that. I accept it wholeheartedly now. And and I just and I just go along and do what I have to do. But I'm yes. still still a little bit stunned that this is a reality of life. I don't understand that mentality. I don't understand it either. And that's why I limit my conversations to certain people with certain things and I don't you learn. Let- yeah, I don't you can trust. Yes. Yeah, where you can lay your head a little bit, you know, and, and kind of like just lean in. You learn. Yes, yes because like it's, it's like the closer they get, the more they critique and pay attention to every little thing that you do. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it creates a bottle up of jealousy, hatred, mm-hmm. and they will try to use different things against you just to make you feel terrible it's like it'll be an accomplishment for them you know so that is not a battle that and you're doing the right thing because that's not a battle you should even think of get that would be lowering the person you are your self-esteem your spirit your everything and i don't have time for that either yes i need my good energy to do other <laughs> yes. good things yeah. yes and people don't understand that because when you reach a certain level you don't, you have zero tolerance. It's like to a point you will cut ties with someone so fast just to protect your peace. Mm-hmm. And it's no hard feelings or anything. You could still love them from a distance. It could be family or a close yes. friend. Yes, just, exactly. You have, you've dealt with so much and you have so much going on. It's just your peace means everything because you just don't want to deal with the shit. You just don't. That's exactly right, Yvette. Spot on. Have you ever forgiven someone for doing bad things? Yes. Yourself? Yes. You know, at first I had trouble with forgiving until I figured out how much a blessing is over forgiving. And it's like every time you forgive and let go, it's like you forgot all about it and you get so many blessings 
moving forward and it's like the greatest feeling. I'm like, oh, this is how this works. Okay. <laughs> and you you will forget all about what the person done to you and everything. Even if you yes. see them in person, I will say, hey, how you doing? Like nothing ever happened. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is the most liberating. If I can help more people understand this before my time is up here, my job will be done because it is the most liberating feeling in the world. And you also said something that is also spot on. Let go. Let go. Yes. Why hang on to thoughts that are not healthy, to situations that, you know, were, were harmful? Why keep all this noise in your head taking over the yes. space that you need to create with? Yes. You good will be stuff from it. Yeah. Yeah. I love, was, I love it though. I it, do. It, to me, it's, it's the best. People say, how can you, my story. So if anybody who reads the book will feel like there's a rhyme going through the book. I let go. I refuse to be stuck anywhere. I let go and I forgive. These are three things that are very important. I have no use for trying to remember all the bad things that happened to me. That's why the book was hard to write. I really, I had to go there on all levels. So it was very challenging emotionally, but then I would realize once it's out, it's gone for me again, you know, right. letting go and forgiving is the best thing anybody can do. You know, people say, how could you forgive your father? Well, because he became a better person and because of what happened to me, I'm able to help others now. I, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not that little child anymore. Like a, I'm a grown woman. Right. It's like a dream. You know, when you, when you, when you walk away from your past, your past is really just like a dream. You wake up, you had a bad dream, but you can let it go because it was only a dream. It's not there anymore. Just yes. like your past is not there anymore. It's no longer real. So change your mind change your situation, right? Yes. Mind your thoughts. Yes, that is so true. A lot of people don't understand. Even when you forgive, you don't necessarily have to tell that person, I forgive you. You no. know, you just have to forgive yourself on how you feel and how and what they've done and everything. And they will have to live with that, not you. It's That's like right. You, like you holding on to something that of someone else's problems all your life that you had no control over That's when right. you could actually, if you let it go, let God and let them be, you will be able to move forward in life at ease and certain people just won't understand it. And it's okay. You just have to walk in your purpose and learn to receive all blessings that is meant for you. Amen. <laughs> exactly. Yes. There, there was one little story, a woman who used to work for my company many, many, many years ago. She left our company and took our database. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I started finding out that she went to another company so many little dirty stories in, in this thing. That's why I'm so surprised that women do that. But anyway, it is what it is. And so we found out that they got our database through her. They hired her. They promised her all these deals, but 
they ended up cheating her too. Because if you're a cheater, you're going to get right. cheated on and you're going to cheat others and cheat. So cheaters beget cheaters and so on, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm still smiling because I sleep at night. Well, sort of. <laughs> I don't have anything bearing on my mind. Let's put it that way. Anyway, the long and the short of it is we were able to remedy the situation. I went to my lawyers and we sent, you know, threatening letters and so on. And they stopped. They stopped. About, I'd say maybe 10 years later, she called me wow. to apologize in tears, shaking, shaking voice. I won't say her name. I said, I forgave you a long time ago. You know, I figured you must have been in some bad place feeling like, you know, somebody was going to give you all this money or something to, to do this to me. Of all people who wow. believed in you when nobody would. I figured you must have been in a terrible place. And she was so, like, it was a very touching moment because she was so grateful that I didn't despise her or that I forgave her and, you know, just let it go. And she came back to work for the company. Wow, you're such a beautiful person. Well, she was not an evil person. She just got lost. And that's what I find. Yes, that is really true. Mm-hmm. That is really true. That that was beautiful that you did that. And you know that that also comes with the resilience that you have too and just having the strength to also just even trust her back into your company. That is amazing. Yeah, well, I I think I I could feel I could feel her. There was no way she was ever going to try to do something to harm me oh. or us or her her apology was really deeply sincere and that like that's only one of many so i feel like god has blessed me you know <laughs> forgive let go move on that's a beautiful choice we have every day in life right there's not a morning i don't wake up and say my my mantra you know i am a spiritual being having a wonderful physical experience i have no idea what that day is going to bring me but I am very grateful for the joy, abundance, and love that finds me today. I'm open. I receive. I'm ready. Because if you're not open, you won't receive. And if you receive and you're not ready, it's a knock, knock. Ah, Let's close that door up again. That will not be me. Not in this lifetime. Wow. Usually, you know, we see a lot when people hit a millionaire status. What do you do for yourself as far as self-care because a lot of times people you know when we elevate it gets lonely you know it gets lonely we still got to find ways to continue to love ourselves and not have these suicidal thoughts because we see it a lot a lot of times people reach a certain status and they still aren't happy Mm -hmm. so how do you continue on and have such a beautiful spirit still that you have, even though you've been through a lot and you're still in business today? Well, first, you said something that I hope people realize that it's not the money that's going to make you happy. So you reach a success and you're still not happy. You weren't happy to begin with. You got to find your core self. You know, if you love yourself today, You'll love yourself as you grow financially because as you grow, you're helping others. Like my staff, they, they get paid well and I know I'm helping their family. So everything you do, it, it's just a full circle. So you can't help but to remain somewhat happy with yourself, with your life and so on. But for self-care, I'm a massage junkie, but 
it's hard to find somebody who really knows. So I do take care. I do like hard tweena. It's a, a very old Chinese body treatment. I do things for my health care. You know, I've had my hips pulled out three times in my life so that I can pull the ligaments so that I don't grow old, like crunching, you know, because that's what happens. You're, yeah, you shrink, right? I am still five, four. My daughter's like, no, you're not. I said, my doctors, I said to my doctor, can you put it on a piece of paper? I'm still five, four, but that's because I do all these little things so I can age gracefully. We're all going to get on. Right. But I want to be flexible. I want to be sharp. I want to be healthy. So my enjoyments are traveling people and food. I don't eat a lot. But when I eat it, it's got to be good. <laughs> so I love, like, uh, just love. The, like, my mouth loves to dance with food. <laughs> I, just, I love good food. That's one of my joys of travel. Wow. Food and fashion. You'd never know it tonight, but food and fashion. <laughs> so I don't know. There's, I, I work so much, Yvette. I'm still very, very active in my company. But I have a small group of local friends. Two are business owners as well. So we periodically get together. I'm, 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 I want to slow down though. Like I'm hoping now that my daughter's getting, you know, higher in a company that maybe next year I can 25% less time there <laughs> and uh, do more. But my whole life is a mesh of work and businesses all together. It's always been all meshed together, all together. And mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. I have no complaints. I think this is going to be the best year yet. Yes, I, I feel very that. excited. I yeah. feel that way too. <laughs> That's why I, I hope it's for a lot of people. You know, yes. it, it's time. You know, we we went through enough with the COVID period and so on. Yes. And although we never shut down, we were essential. We actually started producing not just sanitizers but disinfectants and so on. Okay. So we actually created a little side department now for manufacturing with that but we were blessed we were blessed we all everybody the factory in the office we were all working but in different ways you know it's just very very different and trying for so many people wow so it's good to see people thriving this year i think 2023 is going to be a really good year for a lot of good people (laughs) (laughs) yes definitely yeah yeah so tell me how can anyone purchase your book and just read so much more about everything that you went through, been through, overcame in your life. Well, thank you for that. I, I really appreciate this, Yvette. They can go on Amazon. We have the Audible and it's me reading. That was the toughest you think I've done tough things. Doing the Audible book, reading for eight hours a day was a killer. <laughs> By the fifth day, I was cursing every other word under my breath, but he could hear everything. <laughs> Get me out of here. I'm done. But so, Yeah, we have the ebook, the hardcover book and the audible there, but there's also lenakennedy.com where I have a lot of my, a lot of stuff there, a lot more. And then if somebody wants to communicate, they can ask me anything. They can reach me and ask me anything. It's like a hard thing because I self-publish. So I created a publishing company so I could self-publish. <laughs> it's called LNV, Lena Nadine Victoria, my two daughters, Lena Nadine okay. Victoria Publishing, LNV. So because of that, you know, a lot of people want to buy it from my website. And then my daughter's always like, no, get them to buy from Amazon because you need the ratings. Because we have, I have very high ratings for the book. I, I'm really so blessed. 
So wherever somebody wants, either on Amazon or because a lot of people like to do the ebook thing. Yes, they do. Yeah. And a lot of people like to, I've never heard me reading the book, but three people have purchased it now and love it. They said they said they, they, they're happy that I read it instead of hiring someone to read it because they feel me. (laughs) Right. Well, well, the sugar queen has great ratings. (laughs) I can't wait to, I like audio. I'm an audio person. Well, you'll have to tell me how you like that, Yvette. (laughs) Yes. I'm not listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Cause I'm always in my car doing something or walking Ah. around. So I am definitely going to purchase the audio version of it. So I can hear so much more. I know you kept it at a pace here. And I hope (laughs) that everyone gains so much information from you and it helped them with their personal lives and their personal career. It takes a lot being a business owner and just seeing you smile and still be in good spirits and everything is such a blessing. And I personally want to tell you, I am extremely proud of you. Oh, thank you so much, Yvette. And I am of you for doing what you're doing because we need this. Everybody needs to hear a good chat, to know that they're not the only ones. And it's only through communication that, you know, people will get their aha moments and realize that, you know, oh, somebody else is going through this or they went through it. They went through it. That's the magic words there. They went through it. Yes. Done. <laughs> Let it go. Move on. <laughs> Hello, Lena. <laughs> Seriously. But you know, it, it a lot of times when I have these conversations, it feels good to me that I don't feel alone. Uh-huh, <laughs> you know, see? Sometimes when I'm dealing with things, I have two other companies and I go through and been through a lot, but hearing other people and we could actually have a a relatable conversation. It's like a relief. And I'm like, oh man, yes, I'm I'm going in the right direction. I feel good. (laughs) But your heart is right there, honey. It's like, there it is. I love it. I love you. You're you're a good soul. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you too. I really appreciate you. Likewise. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly.